Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes And they're about to fight Should all acquaintance be forgot And days of old lang syne I think we had some parallel fist there yeah that's it's, probably why it sounded so awesome it sounded like something <laughs> it's fat mike would say it sounded pretty awesome pretty awesome <laughs> did fat mike actually say that um i don't know i feel like he coined the term awesome really yeah but he didn't coin the term nits <laughs> <laughs> oh man um welcome to a very fun episode of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And it, we're coming to a close in 2019. Yeah, we sure are. Close to the decade, one might say. Well, that is. <laughs> one might say that, and one would be accurate in saying yeah. that. I'm just saying they don't have to say that. It's almost like the end of a book, and you're opening the next chapter, or the next book in the series. Yeah. If, seri- if each book was a decade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a decade-long book. Uh, but anyways, just since it's this time of the end <laughs> year of the ending, year, year ending, um, we're going to do something we probably should have been doing for the history of yeah, this for the podcast. Past, yeah, we just never thought definitely. about it. Yeah, um, we're we going to do our, our top five album of the year list. Yeah, plus an honorable mention if yes. you have one. I've got which a, I do. I've got several. Really? <laughs> yeah. I limit. I, I came, when I did this, I, I looked through all the albums that I enjoyed this year, and I came up with a, a list of all of them, and it was just massive. Um, and then I had to narrow it down. It was no easy task, but I no. got there. No, it's definitely not an easy task. It's one that you have to um, take, not take lightly. Um, I should say before we start that we are not professional music uh, reviewers. <laughs> no. These are uh, our personal opinions about which albums that we have listened to and have enjoyed. So what Jesse is, is letting you know is that we are definitively saying that objectively these are the best albums of 2019 <laughs> um exactly unbiased and un- unbiased yeah <laughs> definitely unbiased 100 percent unbiased yeah so there you go there we, you have it we listened to every single album that came out this year yeah it, and, took, it took a minute or two and these uh these are the ones that made it these even, are the ones that made the list even so. albums that people recorded in their basements and never released yeah we, we listened saw, to we sought all those of them. out we have neglected to tell you that we have uh superpowers k-pop has changed me <laughs> k-pop has changed you there's hey, been a big boom in, in k-pop i don't mind k-pop i don't but, like hate or, or dislike it but it's i don't avidly listen to it though i've got nothing against it. i just feel like it's been booming the past several years yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of weird it's always been around yeah it's just now is booming anyways before we get into those uh fun albums and whatnot lists top fives and and all that jazz. Yep. Um, let's try a brew, shall we? Let's do it. Um, we are going to try this a is gonna brew. going to be a doozy of a brew. A, a doozy or maybe a, a goodsy. I don't know. A goodsy. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a collaboration. The main brewery brewery that uh, put it out is Evil Twin, which we've um, we've had, we've had some, beers some beers from them before. But they collabed with Lervig, which is a Norwegian brewery. Yeah, I feel like we've had a beer where they've collabed with, or some other brewery has also collabed mm-hmm. with them. And it said it was brewed by Westbrook, Bre- Westbrook Brewing Co. They're from the U.S. Okay. Um, so kind of like a three-way collab. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyways. What is this? Beer? This is the Big Ass Money Stout 3. Ooh. 
Um, and here's what the can says. Two old friends and brewers decided to go crazy together once again. This time they met stateside to brew a rich, over-the-top, and unique stout. Guaranteed to impact your taste buds, this big-ass stout contains two essential ingredients that unite the Stravenger and New York. Um, Stravenger, uh, side note, is the uh, place in Norway that the brewery is located. Oh, okay. So, yeah. without context, that doesn't make any sense. Stravanger. Stravanger and New York. Produced and bottled for Evil Twin at Westbrook Brewing Co., Mount Pleasant, SC. Now, it doesn't say it on the can, but this beer was made with money and pizza. <laughs> so they put legal tender and actual pizza in the the brew process somewhere. Is there going to be sediment of the of the legal tender? I'm, I don't think so. Or is it filtered? <laughs> I'm sure it's filtered, and I'm sure they cleaned everything some, to some degree before putting it in here. They probably they probably took all the money that they did make the beer with and dried it out. Yeah, maybe. And maybe used it. Do you think they used one dollar bills, five dollar bills? $20 bills. Monopoly dollar bills. $50 bills. No, it, was, it was legal ten, legal U.S. tender, I believe. I don't know. That's a if really good use, question. If they use Monopoly money, that would just disintegrate in the beer. Yeah, because that is actual paper, right? But le- Yeah, but legal tender is not just paper. Yeah. It's like some weird form of linen. Like some of the other big stouts that we've had from Evil Twin on this podcast. That is black as this the is night. black as night. And that's a really, a really, really dark, really head. dark brown head. Like a really wow. chocolatey head. And for those of you who do not know the term head, that is the bubbles on top of the beer, the foam. Yeah, like if you imagine a cartoon beer, it's got that massive amount of the sudsiness. That's the head. That's the head. Yeah. So don't be weird. It's not always a an important thing. It is sometimes though. But a lot of certain styles of beers, it's it's uh, a nice thing to do. What what it's good for is uh, the bubbles will actually release the the uh, aroma CO2. of the beer and also the CO two. It'll help you it'll help you smell the beer a little better. Yeah, it'll yeah. you'll you'll be able to smell a beer a little bit better, and you also won't get uh, what's the right word? Not congested. I don't uh, know. Uh, belchy, it, gassy. Yeah, you won't you won't get as much uh, buildup in your in your stomach. Yeah, it'll make it so you can drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very true. What do you get off of this smell? It's really interesting. It smells really weird. Yeah, I mean, at I mean, first I got that stouty smell, but there's some yeah, other things in there I can't. There are really definitely some other notes. My finger that, on. or your nostril on. Oh, I did put my nostril on it <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> got a little sudsy on there. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of smelling the intense, like chocolate stout, like yeah. the normal stout scents. And before we try this, I think it's a an important thing to know that this clocks in at 120 IBUs. Which is quite a bit. And apparently the human palate can only recognize up to 100 IBUs. So anything beyond yeah. that, you can't differentiate. So yeah. this is pushing the, the boundaries of what humans can taste. This is pushing the boundaries in, of humanity. In respect of bitterness. Yeah, in respect to bittering units. <laughs> and as far as the alcohol content, this is 17.2% ABV. 17.2%. Not the highest one we've ever had, but it's up there. What's the, is it not the highest? I think the highest one was the 120 minute, right? Did you have that on the podcast? Oh, I I, I, I was talking remember. in general. Oh, no. Okay. In general, then that one at Beer Fest, that other dogfish head one was like 18.2% yeah. or something like that. The, the fort yeah, the fort. The fruit fort was the that fruit one. fruit fort. I've got a fort and a fruit fort that I'm aging just to see how they go. Um, anyways, let's uh, give these good. a cheer and give it a try, shall we? All right, sounds good. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes, 
Shibbity Beep Boop 2019! <laughs> Sorry, I went wild card there a little bit. Down the 2019 hatch. Wow, that's... Whoa. I was about to say that's something I would say, but I got really overpowered by this flavor. Super sweet. Super chocolatey. Not that boozy. You don't think it's boozy? I think there's a booziness, but if I tasted this, I would say, oh, it's 9%. I wouldn't say 17. I would I would maybe say like 10 or 11%. Like when you taste the Dogfish Head 120 minute, you can almost, like, get, a, you can almost get a licory type burn. Yeah. Not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a warmth note. There's a, a warmth. Oh, there's definitely a warming note to this, but it's not yeah. as boozy as I would have anticipated. It's really thick. Yes. It's like... Um, if you like, if you had a, like a deep dish pizza that's inside of this, like that, yeah, thick. or like if there was like some money in there too, yeah, no, but it, it it's really thick. It it's like almost it almost tastes like a thicker version of chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like so. it's that thick, kind of like it, it's really decadent. I'm, I I know we've used that term yeah quite a is, bit on this. It is very podcast, decadent. but over the top is is and they said that not us. This is their description over the top, and that's what this is. It's over the top. It's really, it's it's pretty good. Now, I'll it's be intense. honest. I cannot taste the money. What does money taste like? Um, I mean, if it's bills, I don't think it tastes like anything. Kind of like papery. If it's coins, it's going it to taste metallic. Metallic or coppery. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> what do they make pennies out of now? It's not copper anymore. I don't know. What do they make it out of like 95% zinc. And then five percent copper or something like that. Who knows that. what they make it out of? They make it out of rubbish. Something crazy. Uh, uh, rubbish. But um, I like this beer though. I like it quite a bit. It's uh, very nice. It's very warm and good for a nice winter day. That's very true. It's stout season right now. We're getting now. Well, it's getting a little chilly. Even though it's a warmer day today. Yeah. In the, in the mid fifties. Well, I mean, in Nashville, it never really gets that cold. Yeah. But it's, but, it's when it, when it's chillier temperatures in general. This yeah. is a good one for it. Yeah, for quite, sure. Quite nice. Uh, I'm not sure that you can have uh, many of these. I think uh, the fact that we split, are splitting this uh, 16 ounce can it, that's is, good. is working. Yeah, quite, this might be quite, quite a bit well. for one person to have. <laughs> um, and it's not sessionable. It's not crushable. No, no, I no. mean, you could, but you're going to be hurt. You, you definitely could. You'd but, be out of commission. I mean, you remember that video of the guy who chugged a bourbon county? Oh, that was, I mean, what a waste. You pay for it. You, you do what you want, but yeah, not something I would do. But yeah, no, definitely not a chuggable beer. Yeah. But still very tasty. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> so let's uh, dive into our 2019 albums of the year. Let's do it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go, each of us are going to say our fifth, then we're each going to say our fourth, and so on and so forth. Um, now say if I give my number five and Jesse has that as his number two, he's going to interject and say, oh, I have that as my number two. Yep. Or just, how about just say, I have that on my I list, that just well. not at this number. So you don't have to specify what number. Just say, okay, yeah, I yeah. have that as, at another spot. Yeah, so then your number one will remain a secret the entire time. Yeah, you have no idea what my number one is. <laughs> Nobody does. <clears throat> Except for me. Let's dive in, shall we? Let's do it. My number, number five album of the year, 2019, is Hello Exile by the Menzingers. Oh, nice. I have that one. But not number five? Not number five. Interesting. Um, so I'll just give a little blurb, blurb and some things I liked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a six studio album following um, their phenomenal album after the party. Yes, sir. Um, I would have if if after the party came out this year, that would have been higher on my list. I think okay, after yeah. the party was a stronger, better album. But 
This album follows in its footsteps, and it's also phenomenal. Hello, yeah. Hello Exile is very good. Um, they continue with the songs about getting older and longing and nostalgia. Um, and I think they even kind of strayed a little farther away by putting some political stuff on here. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they did. Not, um, like, not like overtly anti-flag style no, politics. No, no, no. But it's, uh, it's still know, political, but it's, uh, it's not as um, aggressive as yeah. other bands' political songs are. It's, on there. it's more like commentary. Yeah. Like political political Agreed. commentary. And not like a, I feel like no matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, if you listen to those political songs, you can get something good out of it. It's not yeah. that it's not that polarizing. No, no, no. It's definitely yeah. not. Um I'm also gonna give my favorite two songs from each album. I don't know if oh, you okay. have any recommendations, but I figure if I limited myself to two songs, that'd be good. Okay. Uh, my favorite two songs are Strangers Forever. And good the song. title track, Hello Exile. Nice. Uh, one's both, both really good songs. A little more rock and roll, like a little bit more rock and punchy with that stereo guitar on, on Strangers Forever. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. And then Hello Exile's a little more folky. Yeah. Acoustic driven, but yeah, so just, good. Yeah, just a little bit more folky. Yeah. But that's not bad at all. <clears throat> good choice. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five is Native Tongue by Switchfoot. Oh, I thought you would have put that up higher. Hmm. Um... This is their 10th studio album, I believe. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really think about my favorite songs beforehand. Um, but one of the ones that really jumped out at me is uh, The Hardest Art. Oh, The Hardest Art's the good. One, the one that this, on this album, it kind of highlights how, what Switchfoot has kind of done over the past few albums. Um, they've kind of like taken risks and like uh, done, like progressed their style. Yeah, and this one's a progression. And this one for is sure. definitely a progression. A little more electronic and yeah, a little bit more electronic, a little bit more dancey. Dance pad kind of. Yeah. It's different, yeah. but it, the melodies and the harmonies are real tight. They got that female yeah. vocalist. Yeah, who's really yeah. good. I'd say that's one of my favorites on the record. That and um uh what's that dig in a trench? Or, uh, oh, the one that sounds like a Beatles song? Yeah. Um, yeah, what is that song called? I can't remember, but the the they play with some weird time signatures. Yeah, yeah, and they it's do. got that I've got twenty thousand I think it's called Dig New Streams. Dig New Streams. Yeah, Dig New Streams. Love let us dig new streams. They played that when we saw them. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um I really I also really like the title track. Oh yeah. Native Tongue. Uh the whole the whole, whole album in general is kind of like really positive. Yeah. It was either I think it was Native Tongue they co-wrote with. I'm, um, I might get this wrong, but the guys from someone, Imagine Dragons. I think it was a guy from One Republic. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. Not Ryan Tedder, the vocalist, but another member from the band. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I couldn't remember if it was um, One Republic or Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, so interesting, but that's that's a really good album. Yeah, fantastic. Well album. done, Switchfoot. Shall we move on to album number four? Yes, I picked Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Oh. That's not on my list. Oh, <laughs> um, it's their fourth album. Yeah, and they've been a band for a long time. They, 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 have been they really take time. Um, it was released six years after their previous album, which was um, Modern Vampires, Vampires of, Modern of the City. Modern Vampire City. <laughs> um, which I know you are like I like that album. Yeah. I think you like it more than I do. I definitely do. Yeah, um, I wasn't into it all until you blasted it like a million times in a row. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then um, you, didn't you say like you started uh, repeating the songs in your head? You're like, crap, why is it stuck in my head? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I was like, <laughs> I guess I do like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, I th- I think it's more straightforward than the previous album, Father of the Bride. Um, a little bit more, 
mainstreamy. I guess a little bit more poppy. Yeah, it's a little more poppy. This is um after one of their members left as well. Yes, he co-wrote a couple things, but he left in the majority of the album. Yeah, so I'm not sure how departure. much influence he had on the songwriting. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he had quite a bit of influence. Yeah. I'm not sure. This album might be higher on my list, but I do have one. Uh, I, I, one flaw that I would pick out, and it's a little too long. So what yeah. say. If they if they cut maybe three or four songs, I think it would be tighter all around. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit too long. If they would have just, uh, it's eighteen songs long. That's that's long. I mean, if they would have just done like a similar thing that other bands have done, where they put out an album with ten songs on it, or even twelve, and then in put a little bit release, an EP. like hey, these were songs that we also wrote during this time. And here's a little EP of yeah, yeah, little bonus that been bonus better. tracks. But that's that's all right. It's still good. Is what it is. Um, and I, I, I do like that album. It's I very, it's very catchy. My favorite two songs are Bambina. Yep. I like and that song. This Life. This Life. It was, it was oh, tough to this pick. This Life. It. it was tough to pick um, some two favorites because there's a lot of really good ones on there. A lot of yeah. little elements from each song that I think are fantastic. But those two, I think, were, were the top two for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, My number four is nine by blink 182 oh it's on my list somewhere <laughs> okay <laughs> um this album uh for me at least kind of took me by surprise because i think we, we we talked about this before but whenever they released the singles i was like oh man i don't know about this yeah they, the like, singles oof. they put out were not i was like oof this is really poppy and really produced and not i'm blink not, songs. not a big fan of it yeah like um, blame it on my youth you hear that you're like oh yeah that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but since it has come out and I've listened to it a bunch, it's a solid, a solid album. Yeah. Solid listen straight through. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. So um, good. Of the year. Classic. You, you can like, even say that it was my number four favorite. Uh, you said that it was num- your number four favorite. <laughs> but there are, I don't think there are many songs that I dislike on this album. Samesies. Probably none. Yeah. There's none on nine. None that I dislike. Nine. None, nine. Moving up to Tress. Trace. Uh, my have. number three album of 2019 is Age of Unreason by Bad Religion. That's mine too. Number three? Yeah. Nice. Air five. Whoops. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what number release this is from the band? 25. Uh, that's a little overarching. It's uh, their 17th, 17th release. Okay. Um, and it, it's uh, like Vampire Weekend. This came six years after their previous record. True North? Uh, yes. And it comes right before their 40th anniversary, which Crazy. is insane. Yeah. Um, like that's like i don't know that's just crazy to think about yeah it's a long time yeah but a real long time i think there's no weak weak tracks on this album i agree uh, i think in many respects it's a classic bad religion album mm-hmm. but they did do some a little they bit did more a couple different of, things yeah they did a couple of different things than from like the, you've the big, listened to them more than i have mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. definitely not strayed from the path but just kind of you know how like pennywise is pennywise the band is just like they're Pennywise. Always they're, the same. They're thing. always the same, like one level. Battle Legend just kind of took a few steps up for a couple songs, or a few steps down for a couple songs. Yeah, not like in pitch or anything like that, but in style. In terms and, of style, yeah. Like, like that song, Big Black Dog, is a little dancey. Yeah, and then they have their folky song, the uh, Candidate. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of change it up, and it's not all just like the fast punk. But of course, there's a lot of fast punk. Yeah, there. there definitely is uh, quite a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite song in the album is Lose Your Head. That's a really good song. I think it's my favorite. Yeah, my my top two would be My Sanity and the title track Age of Unreason. Yeah, My Sanity is also very good. Um, this album is the first to feature their new drummer, Jamie Miller, and their new guitar player, Mike Dimkich. I believe I'm saying that correct. 
Um, it's so it, it's a new lineup. Um, they had Brooks Wackerman for a long time playing drums, and he's super tight. He left to go play with Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Um, and I think with him, he was kind of like a, mach- a machine, and he was so tight um, that their new drummer kind of dr- drives the music in a way that's not as machine-like, a little more raw sounding, I guess. The drums aren't as yeah, okay. as in the pocket. Um, so it gives it a little bit of a different feel, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, songwriting's on point for Bad Religion. Um, super political, as everyone figured they would be, but of not course. not like a attack Trump album. Um, yeah. They went on, on record saying it's it's more of an examination of the, the current climate of that allowed him to get elected. Okay, yeah, so yeah. kind of like the age of unreason. Like how yeah. do we how do we get here? <clears throat> but but yeah, really no, good. that's a very solid album. Yeah, moving on to uh, album number two. Yeah, you gave your number two. Pup morbid stuff. Pup morbid stuff. Nice. Okay. I was, for a second, I was waiting for you to, to give yours, but <laughs> all right, so that's not on your list at all. Oh, uh, it is. Okay, that's, that's just what I was waiting for you to say or not. <laughs> um, it's their third record, um, following what I would say is their breakthrough. Like their their first record was the self title was really popular, but I, yeah, I think they're after DVP. It was uh, um, yeah, the dream is over. Was definitely the a breakthrough over, yeah. record. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I know we did the full album review of that one, kind of like uh, some of the other albums we talked about. So I'm not going to go too in, de- in depth. Um, but I think this is more tight. I think it's more dynamic, a little more experimental, and definitely a little more technical than their previous releases. Yeah. Um, so they amped up everything um, for the better. Yeah, they definitely took what really worked for them and uh, turned it up. The dream is over, and then just kind of turned it up from ten to eleven. Yeah, they they broke a little album. bit of new ground on on some songs like Scorpion Hill. Like that's got some weird yeah. folkiness. Yeah, it's long. It starts and it's... starts folky and then goes into almost like a. Uh, Flog, uh, not flogging folk, Molly. Folk punk. Folk punk. Kind of, yeah. Almost into their, it's got a whole bunch of different turns in that. But so it's, it's kind of cool to see them do that. And then other songs have their weird time signature stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's really, really a good album. Um, the songs really hold up live too. We saw them recently. Yeah. Yeah, we did. It was a, an awesome show. Yeah. I thought so too. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my two favorite tracks are See You at Your Funeral and mm, Sibling Rivalry. Nice. Good choice. I just love those lines and see at your funeral when he's at the grocery store making healthy selections. Yeah. It's pretty it's yeah. very good lyrically yeah. in that album. Very solid. Um my number two is Here Comes the Cowboy by Mac DeMarco. Oh. I was not <laughs> expecting that. That's, that really threw me off. <laughs> Here comes the, the cowboy. cowboy. Um The reason I really like this album is uh it's very different from a lot of what is being put out yes at the time um and it's also very different from what he has put out um and i don't know if you know this but they a lot of people have crowned him the uh prince of uh indie music i've heard that i've also heard a lot of people say that he ruined indie music yeah which people I've heard people stupid. say that too but but so i don't know if i don't know if it, this was a conscious decision by him to kind of go a 180 from like the really kind of poppy melodic Mm-hmm. Uh, music that he has been writing to more laid back, groovy, um, quieter music. Might have been. Um, I, 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 I think I'd it's a solid probably. choice anyway. Uh, anyway, you look at it. I think this album's fantastic. Um, some of my favorite songs on it are On the Square, um, All of Our Yesterdays, K, or I know Heart to Heart, Heart is also a good song. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think this album is fantastic. From the first time I heard it, I was like, ooh, this is interesting. This is different. This is weird. But you liked it the first time you heard it? Yeah. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> and weird. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I ended up getting into it. More and more and more and more and more. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a good album. It is. I forgot that it was this year that that was released. Yep. <laughs> Weird. Fantastic um, album. Before we go to our number ones, uh, do we want to touch on our honorable mentions? Yeah. Of which I have several. <laughs> okay. You say uh, one. All right. I'll say all of my honorable mentions. Um, Raconteurs, Help a Stranger, Lagwagon Railer, Aaron Weston, Roaring Twenties, Routine Maintenance, Bayside and Terabang. And my last honorable mention is Switchfoot Native Tongue. Yeah. Yeah. All ones that were very close to making my top five. Yeah. Um, but didn't because there's just a lot of good music this year. Yeah. I actually forgot that some of those came out and those are definitely honorable mentions for me too. I had forgotten Except- about the Baggage record. I might have put that oh, in there yeah. too. I'll, I'll honorably mention Baggage because Baggage, that was a yeah. really good record. Baggage, uh, the album is called Life in Misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah, which is the... F- it's not the fear of... of it's like the anxiety one gets from hearing certain noises yes i have no idea like i'm everyone's got that like the fingernails on the chalkboard yeah um, but imagine that reaction or like that uncomfortableness to other noises and that's what misophonia is good record though really cool he's the drummer from the swellers uh he started his own um, side project really cool record yes let's we'll do one off on that some misophonia time, sure. may cause a reaction to sounds such as dripping water chewing snapping gum or repetitive noises, such as pencil tapping. Fewer than 200,000 cases per year. But anyway, um, a couple of mine were uh, uh, Pup, mm-hmm. their new album. And after Pup, I would say um, Joey Cape's album, new uh, new solo album. Let me know when sure. you give up. Yeah, let me know when you yeah. give up. Good one. And then an album called Immunity by Claro. I have never heard of that. Who you have probably never heard of, yeah. Um, she is part of the, uh, I guess, like, people would put her in the genre of, like, bedroom pop. I don't even know what that means. Or um, it's, like, kind of, like, chiller, indie-type music. Interesting. Maybe I'll have to recommend that to you at some point. Yeah, do it. But it's a pretty good album. Definitely an honorable mention. All right, let's, let's go with your number one first. All right, my number one... So mine can be a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have noticed that there's not one that you've mentioned yet, Steve. There's been plenty I haven't mentioned that have come up this year. What are you talking about? Uh, my number one is um, "Hello Exile," the Menzingers album. Didn't ex- well. I, I guess now that I think about it, you mentioning it and it hasn't come up yet, yeah. it makes sense. But I wouldn't have guessed that as your number one. Yeah, it's just it's um, ever since I was introduced to the Menzingers by you, they've been like a really just solid band in general that I can yep. always go to and listen to. They're phenomenal. And so after the album, After the Party, then this one came out, I had high expectations and my expectations were met and were beyond met or whatever. Exceeded. you want to say? Exceeded, yeah. yeah. Transcended. They have transcended my expectations, yes. So that's the reason that's my favorite album. It's a, it's just a banger. It's it a, is. just a great album. Um, no Skippers. Yeah, um, It's no solid. Skippers. Really great themes of getting older and trying to figure life out and just being really honest about yeah. everything. I do like good. that story behind Strangers Forever, too, that he read that yeah, book. about Anna Karenina. Yeah, whatever it is. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what it's called? Yeah. About uh, some lady who was married and 
unhappy and then she and unhappy and she, found she's like to... it would just be better if we were like strangers forever yeah. if we acted like we were strangers around each other and they wrote a song on that yeah curious pretty cool <laughs> the music video for america you're freaking me out it's really funny too with that alien yeah, with the alien in it. yeah. <laughs> uh, man, they're so good so ridiculous uh, yeah we were at a, a menzinger show and there was this nashville um ice cream company yeah. Did you did you try any of that? No. I didn't think so, Is but there... <laughs> um they created an ice cream just for the Menzingers and gave it out for free at the show. Yeah. It was called Thanksgiving You're freaking, <laughs> You're freaking me, me out. out. Yeah. Um And there was a uh it was, what 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 was what was the flavor? It was sweet potato with a couple they they put like some kind of pecan some kind pecans of leaf on it and a fried basil leaf maybe or mint leaf. I can't remember what it was. It was not a mint so leaf. So good. Yeah, I wanted a bigger cup of it, but it was furry, so I, they were just giving out <laughs> little bit, cups for everyone. That does sound really good. The sweet potato ness of that oh, it was so good. Sounds really tasty. Yeah. And now for my number one album. What could it be? What could Steve's favorite album be? My number one album of 2019 is Three by Masked Intruder. Really? No, it's Three <laughs> Times Three Nine by Blake One Eighty Two. <laughs> <laughs> surprise for, surprise for a second i thought you were serious and i was like no no if you put three threes together it makes nine that's true um any <laughs> any year that blink puts out an album you know it's going to be my number one yep 100%. regardless of how much of a turd it is <laughs> because i will polish that turd and it will shine on the pedestal i will love <laughs> on the it the pedestal that it deserves yeah um this album um is different all over yeah um, it's arguably their ninth album. Uh, we we we've touched upon that. We've, we've been over in more it. detail because we we reviewed this album on a one-off. Travis um, and Mark both call it their ninth album. So, yeah. and I would too. I, I think not? that's good enough for me. Yeah, um, we already said it before, but it's the second one that features Matt Skiba since Tom DeLonge left. Tom's yep. the, the big founding one. If, if you guys don't know who Tom DeLonge is, I'm surprised, but he's the one who's saying all the small things. Yep. He's got that high nasally voice. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matt Matt Skiba filled in, and I feel like on california the previous album that he was on with them he wasn't really didn't have that much of a voice in the yeah. writing and, and whatnot um this album he really found his voice yeah it almost seemed like in california he was like trying to be tom DeLong. yes in a way or like he was trying to fill in for tom DeLong. and even in the promo pictures they he was kind of wearing stuff that looked like tom DeLong style clothing really it was goofy <laughs> uh but this one you can get that touch of darkness that touch yeah. of alkaline trio in there yep. it's really nice yeah i i really like his songs on the album yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. A little bit darker, a little more experimental than the other one. Yeah, um, they touch on some crazy subjects. Um, Mark talks about depression. There's songs about mass shootings, even mm-hmm. a song about um, the abuse by the clergy. Ooh, yep. dark. Um, only complaint is that it is overproduced. Um, straight from that, John Feldman. Yeah, that was the only complaint that I had too. But I I got past that. Though. Yeah, I can get past it easily. Um, but it'd be nice to have what just a, a what good I've raw What I preferred album. more of a raw sound? Yes. Same thing. Like uh, the last one they had, like last dogs recording they had, dogs? Did, yeah, Dogs Eating Dogs was raw. It was awesome because they put it together real quick. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, I think the songs are great. They're different than you expect. Um, no skippers. Yeah, definitely no skippers on this one either. Yeah. The one thing I will say is I think the B side is stronger than the A side on this album. Once you hit that halfway I... mark, I think it's it's solid. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um, if it were percentages, it might be like sixty to forty. Yeah, yeah. for the uh, A side, still definitely good. Yeah, um, my favorite two songs on that are "Dark Side" and "Hung Over You." Hung Over You, yes. Yeah, fantastic song. Dope. Uh, but those are our top 
five respective albums of 2019. Yeah. It's been a good year and, for music. And I mean, just remember that we've listened to every single album, so that that's the definitive list. Our taste is impeccable and unflawed <laughs> with no touch of bias whatsoever. Even though I admitted to some bias on Blink-182, <laughs> I completely disregarded that when putting this list together. Um, let us know what your top five are or just what your favorite album is. Did you guys have any in common with us? Probably. Probably, probably because it's the definitive list. <laughs> if you didn't, then you must not have listened to them because that's the only explanation for why. <laughs> no, I was listening to some other people's um, top albums of the year, top songs yeah. of the year. And like, there's so many things that I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Like, but it's, it's a really good way to get introduced to new stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, I listened to a couple of things that I that flew over my head this year that I that weren't on my radar at all, um, and stuff that I, I need to go back and, and listen to again. Really good. Well, stuff. Well, maybe um, stuff that's on our list will have flown over other people's radar. Maybe, except for Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, that but. flew over everyone's radar. It shattered the radar. Shattered the it radar. Jammed the radar, just like uh, space balls. Oh god! Strawberry jam. Strawberry. Only one person would dare <laughs> give me the strawberry jam. Lone Star. Lone Star. <laughs> Remember John Candy in that movie? Oh my gosh! His yeah, name was he Barf. was a Barf the dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so uh, funny. I love Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's such a classic guy. Yeah, such um, good humor. Any thoughts on uh, the beer? As we've uh, been um, having it throughout this podcast. The flavors are really, really present now. I but agree. I think the sweetness is, is also becoming a little bit more present. A little more amped up. Yeah, it's definitely more sweet. You're getting a lot more of the chocolate. Again, I mean, maybe there's like a slight breadiness from the pizza. Perhaps, but maybe. I'm not. I'm really still not getting that booze as much as I thought it would. Really? I'm still getting a, I'm still getting a decent bit of booze. Yeah, I'm getting a, a definite warming sensation. Like there was certain like parts of the podcast nice where I felt it. My esophagus yeah, right I, I felt it. I was like, oh nice. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not as as uh, powerful um of a reaction or like a sensation as the dogfish had one twenty minute yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Which I don't think we've reviewed that. And I think or did I don't think we have either. I think you did. I can't remember. No. We'll way. have an aged one on the podcast. I think somewhere. I had a ninety minute. Probably. But Either way, uh, there's something inherent about the stout that kind of dumbs down um, a booziness. Yeah. Just because of how sweet it is. Yeah. And like this one is literally 120 IBUs, um, but stouts are more difficult to to taste the bitterness because yeah, they're chocolate so with so many malts. Yeah, so many sweet flavors yeah. and so many malts that, yeah, that that bitter hoppiness is really pushed down. Yeah. Now, if this was an IPA at 120 IBUs, I'm sure we would know. Yeah, I think so. I had an IPA at like, it was either like 140 or 160. I think it was called the Mango Bomb or something like that by, I think it was Pizza Boy Brewing in Pittsburgh, a little small brewery up there. Um, You took a sip of it and it's fruity, citrusy, and hoppy. Not that potent at first. You're like, oh, that's not that bad. And then it's just like, after you swallow it, it's just this comes up from your esophagus and it's just this potent bitterness that encapsulates your entire mouth and you're like holy cow where did this come from wow yeah it was funny but if i mean i I would get it i I enjoyed that beer actually it was pretty good it sounds pretty good so potent there's some sort of mango flavor in it yeah it sounds pretty good some kind of mango anyways um this is our last episode of the year 2019 last one Um, when we come back it's going to be episode number 88 that's a repeating number which means we are going to be doing repeating Repeating bands. bands um for the new year we're also going to have a new format where 
each episode is going to be broken up into two. In so two we'll, parts, have, yeah. we'll have we'll have a do we want to call it like eighty eight part part one and eighty eight part two? Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But what what we're gonna do is we're gonna split up our reviews. So typically Jesse and I will both have different albums that we will review in the and same episode. Beers. Um, but in this new format, we're going to split them up so one episode is my review of an album and the next episode is Jester's review or vice versa. Yep. So that way you just have shorter episodes. Um, yeah, so it'll be and normally whenever people want to listen to a review of an album or anything like that, uh normally you would just want to listen to one album and wouldn't want to spend the time listening to an album that you don't really care about. Yeah, so we'll, we'll break it up for you guys. Yeah. That's how much we care. Right. And it's the season of giving, so that's why we're giving it to you. <laughs> we're giving you kindness and shorter episodes and just more content. Yeah, so it'll be probably like 30 minutes per episode. Yeah, isn't that is what great? what we're going for. Um, if you like that, let us know. If you don't like that, let us know. Um, I mean, that's our plan going forward unless we hear yeah. otherwise. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And so we wish you happy holidays and, you know, be safe and... Get ready for 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a new anti-flag record coming out. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's called 2020 Vision. Oh, really? And it's coming out in 2020. <laughs> it's got to it be intentional. Like that's why, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, the album covers a big picture of Trump's face <laughs> with like a X over it or something like that. That is definitely a, an overt political album. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, man. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for it. They're coming to Nashville, right? Yes. In February, March? I can't remember. With somebody? It's it's another... I I can't remember what it is. Mom Jeans or something like that. Mom Jeans. Doll Shoes or something. I I can't remember. It's a band I've seen before, uh, but I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Anyways, um, we're coming up here on uh, 38 Minutes, so let's say we sign off. Let's do it. Uh, Coming at you, the end of 2019. My name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse... And this is American Brews. Oh, we didn't drink our beer yet. We're about to cheers and then drink the rest of it. Let's cheers and then let's sign off. I got. Okay. I'm so excited because 2020 is <laughs> almost here that I was just signing off early. Got ahead of himself. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's give a cheers and then finish and then our sign beer. Cheers, beep All right, time to finish this beer. <sighs> Delectable. Very. Rewind. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. See you next year! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!